Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. We normally talk about big cases, big crimes, but this is one of the big ones. I don't really care about anything else. And on the phone with us from Los Angeles happens to be one of my very dear personal friends, but more than that, one of the most talented guys I've ever met. And he goes by Danny A. Danny, pronounce your last name. I can't pronounce it. Go ahead. Abby Kaiser. Abby Kaza, okay, that's a tough tongue twister for me. So let me tell people about Danny A. That's what we're going to call you. So Danny A. was what the prominent guy with clubs in Vegas and New York over the years, and he became very one of the most popular nightlife guys. Then all of a sudden he dabbled into writing screenplays and he dabbled into directing, and I've been very fortunate to be next to him through a lot of his success, and I'm really honored that he looked upon me to be part of him. And some of the movies that we were involved in, and the one we're going to talk about today is The Engineer. We'll get into that one second. Let me give you a little background on my friend here, Danny A. So basically, he started to do these movies, and some of the movies he did, some of the great movies, Wolf of Wall Street, The Iceman, The Irishman, and then all of a sudden, uh, Mob Town, the Jackie Ryan's story, Blackjack, I Love Us. He just kept going on every time, but the only difference between Danny A. and all the other forgavesies out there is Danny A's movies get made and sold because it's got great quality. So basically, he brought this fella in that I met on the set, and I was very fortunate to be on the set of the Gemini Lounge. This is going to be released probably, what do you think, next fall, Danny? I would say early summer. Okay, so early summer. So Gemini Lounge is a great story about the fella in Brooklyn that I'm very familiar when I was a homicide detective. And this was a story about this crew of, of this gang. They used to cut people up, and Roy DeMeo is his name. And Danny put together an exceptionally great movie there, directed and all that. And then these other movies, and I was very fortunate to be in a couple of these other movies. But the big one was all of a sudden— he tells me about he's going to get married. He's going to Israel. This beautiful young lady got married to Danny. And then all of a sudden, he went to Israel for his wedding. While he's in Israel, he decided to make another movie. So I just thought, well, this is going to be really one of these fast ones. And then Sunday night, he invited me, and I was very honored, to see a screening of this movie. And the movie is called The Engineer. Now, I basically thought it was going to be one of these fast put together things, then I was going to sit there respectfully to Danny and holy mackerel, I went with Margo and when I finished watching, I said, holy shit, what a great movie. Danny, you put together something great here. And people have to understand, this is based on a true story. Going back to 1996, 
all of a sudden, what was happening all over Israel, you had this crazy man, and he was nicknamed the engineer because he started to devise these bombs with these terrorists that were suicide bombers, and they were killing so many people on buses, innocent people, and it was he was the most wanted man in the world at one time. So, Danny, why don't you bring us up to basically about, I really think we should talk about the engineer right now. Go ahead, Dan. Thank you, Bo. What an introduction. I appreciate it. So, you know, I didn't just make the engineer just after my wedding by accident. I mean, I set it up this way. I knew I was going to get married in Tel Aviv. And once that was confirmed, I decided to shoot the movie in Israel. That's where it took place. So basically, his name was Yichiyayash. Yichiyayash was a brilliant engineer, but he used his brilliance to make bombs. And he was recruited by Hamas, a terrorist organization, and they used him to make all these bombs and they dispersed it to all these suicide bombers. Now, this was a new tool to use against Israel. Innocent people were dying left and right. They bombed over 11 buses within a few months radius time. And how, how many people were killed, Danny? Over 110 people. But there was more Women mutilated. They were mutilated, arms blown off. I mean, it was just a horrific thing. Probably several hundred more were seriously injured. Am I correct? Oh, absolutely. And the traumatization, you have to understand, it paralyzed the country. It's never been done before where it came into the middle of Israel, into the heart of Israel, into Tel Aviv. Just kind of like before 9-11, no one really thought the threat was, you know, real right yeah. here. Same thing there. You know, the wars were fought mostly between borders and, you know, going into the, you know, territories. Here, it was in the heartland. It was in Tel Aviv. It was in Jerusalem. Now, people people have to understand, back at this time was when we had the peace proposal there with was uh, the guy from Egypt and Clinton. What was that all about then? Let's bring right, people so back was, to that. So, in 1993, the Oslo meetings, Robin and Paris, the prime minister and the president, started working on the peace process. And in 1995, they actually went to the White House with Yasser Arafat, who was the head of the Palestinian movement, and shook hands. They really tried to work on making peace, but, you know, that basically really infuriated a few people, and that's where it really took off and the bombings continued. I think, it, you know, they were trying to derail the peace process, and, you know, not only that on that side, but Israel's prime minister... Yitzhak Rabin was assassinated. Now, by, now uh, Rabin uh, was right assassinated by a right-wing Israeli, Igal Amir, in November fourth, nineteen ninety-five, after his big peace rally. So it was coming from both sides. They really, I mean, the country was in turmoil, and you know, Ishayash, the engineer, became enemy number one and the most wanted man in the history of Israel. And the movie is the manhunt. Now, the people got to understand guy. that at this point right now, there was so much turmoil. Shin Bet actually got some cooperation with the uh, Palestinian Authority. Even they knew this is like blowing this thing. It's going to be like 
where they're going to lose control. And at any time, I mean, Israel had the power to go up there and just start blowing the hell out of all the Palestinians there. And I think that Gaza City, I think basically they were worried that this thing was going to get so out of hand, there was going to be innocent people going to be killed over there too, right? Yeah, of course. So the Shin Bet, which is equivalent to the FBI and the states, they realized that, you know, they can't just go in and start a whole, no one wanted a war. They wanted to be able to find this guy and kill him. I mean, just capture him or kill him without any casualties. Mm -hmm. So it was, that's what makes the movie very interesting is the manhunt to try to find him intelligently. You know, at some point in the movie, you realize that they knew his location. I mean, you would think that, you know, you could just go in and, you know, guns blazing or blow up, you know, something. But they wanted to also make sure they were getting the right guy, too. Am I correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, he was the focal point. He was the target. And they did it as smooth as possible with no casualties. And they ended up, you know, I don't want to give the movie away, but it's a great movie. I appreciate you coming on Sunday, Bo. Uh, And when you say I did it fast, it it sounds like I just rushed. No, 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 no. I just. What I want everyone to understand (laughs) and the audience to understand is I got married, and <laughs> God bless, right after that, right before I started shooting the movie, I realized, you know, my wife was expecting, and she's like, go and do it and come back and do it fast. So I worked double shifts. I did 14, 15-hour days in the editing room. I, you know, I shot it, and then I had to go edit it and do the sound mix and color correction. And I did it super quick because I needed to get back home to a pregnant wife. So I I just worked really fast. It took about four and a half months instead of like six and a half. Well, let me tell you something. I know your work ethics and I know and I've been around you with your directing of your many movies that I've been lucky to be around. And your work ethics, I shouldn't use that word fast. I should just use it. Use that word in the sense that instead of taking three times that a normal person would do, you did the same thing in one third of the time. And it's just remarkable. And then your actor there, I met Emil Hirsch. He was uh, with us with the Gemini Lounge. Great actor that you have as your lead actor in the engineer. But in reality, watching the movie, it just, the way it was designed, the way you designed it. Now, people have to understand, Danny A directed it. This was based on a true story. And when you watch it, you feel like you're right in there. And the way you watch it is just remarkable. Is this going to have a theatrical release, Danny? Yes, yes, it is. It's going to have, you know, most of movies today have a small theatrical release, and it will happen in, I think, I don't know the exact date yet, but it looks like sometime in April. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it will have a theatrical release, then it'll be available on all the VOD platforms, on all the cables, Amazon Prime and iTunes, and anywhere you can buy the movies. And then the world, you know, the way it's going to work, I'm hoping, is it goes to a streamer after that. So we're really, really excited. It's got a big release. Now AFM is going on the American film market. Started yesterday, and we're selling the movie around the world. And we're really just excited to tell the story. Like you said, Bo, Emil Hirsch stars in it. He plays a Shinbet agent. We have Robert Davi in it as the senator. Mm-hmm. We have Kyle Stefanski, Stephanie Younger. We have a lot of great local cast that were just incredible, like Angel Bonini and uh, Oh, some of the uh, some of the Israeli actors there were really unbelievable, unbelievable. So true to form. Now, question. Yeah. 
question. Was there really a United States senator that, that daughter that got blown up? There was a senator. It was his niece. That, that got blown uh, up. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to tell you, and I'm not saying because you're on the radio with me right now. It's just something that's riveting to sit there. And then when you put the time sequence in there and the way you directed it is like you understand every movement that's going on. And it brings you right like you're sitting at the desk with these guys when they're planning on what they have to do and missing him. And then how many guys actually were killed went in there that uh, you had a couple of the fellas got shot? How many actual members of the Shimbet were killed then. So, you know, we tell the story in a very, it seems like a month, month and a half, even though a year goes by. Yeah. A few people were hurt. I don't want to give the movie away, but mm -hmm. a few people were hurt. It was a very complicated mission. You know, you have to understand, they were going up against a whole group of people that were protecting him and shielding him and housing him and kept moving him from house to house that we couldn't really pinpoint where he was. And when the, when the Shembet guys were going into Palestinian territory there, this was, everybody was against the Israeli guys and they were all cooperating to hide this guy because this was their hero as far as they were concerned. So, I mean, everyone's life was in danger every time they went into the territory and uh, watching the movie there. And I'm not going to give up. How do you get them? But the way they devised this was remarkable how they got him, And then they made sure with the, well, I could say the voice recording that it was in fact the person that they were looking for and they were able to do God's work and get rid of this uh, murderous terrorist piece of garbage you know it's just when you're doing a movie like that Danny you have to keep the audience attention to it I mean any kind of movie that you do about anything it's all about one thing about keeping your audience involved in watching it let the interest be there and I think you the way you did it it's just again Margot said to me wow that was her remark wow i can't believe that i really really enjoyed it and this is somebody who does not like violence does not like any of the things i like and she said she loved it and that to me is somebody from the other side you know me of course i loved it but for her to say that so this is going to be a movie where i'm telling everybody you got to watch it you got to understand what really happened during these terrible times and i remember it i'm not too old to not remember distinctly what was going on and it was scary it was scary for Jewish people from the United States to go to Tel Aviv, to go in, into Israel, because everyone was afraid of getting blown up. And I mean, it was something where the fear factor, <laughs> similar to what's going on in New York, but thank God we don't have any people blowing up bombs. We have a fear factor in New York, in case you didn't know it too, because the criminals are running New York City right now. But going back to the movie, I just feel as though this is a movie that everyone should watch to see the expertise of the Israeli special force, Shimbet, and all the intelligent groups that they had there. Now, what's your feeling now? We just got notified about Iran now going a little crazy now again. What's your feeling about that with the Middle East, Danny? Well, it's going on and since I can remember. And I mean, look, this is why it was important for me to make the movie. Yeah. You know, in 1993 with the Oslo meetings, everyone really tried to get the peace process to go. And it just, it's so sad that it hasn't happened yet. I'm hoping that it would happen in my time, uh, you know, so my children don't have to go through this. Mm -hmm. Every day there's something else. 
you know, we were very close in 95. Then a right-wing Israeli ends up killing our prime minister, Israq Rabin, you know, and basically the whole peace process goes to shit. Mm-hmm. Sorry for cursing. But, you know, what do I think? I think it's the non, it doesn't stop. I think it just, it's a continuous thing and it's sad. I think that we all need to be on high alert all the time. There's people out there that obviously do not want to live the way we live, you know, in a civilized yeah. you know, world. And their beliefs their, and their thoughts are different than us. You know, and you we being, need to defend and fight for, for what we believe, the freedom you know, of speech, the you freedom know, Danny, of, of liberty. You know, yeah, Danny, you know, in reality, God has blessed you and your wife that you're going to have a child and you're going to be a father and uh, your wife will be a mother. And all we really want for our children, I think, is peace where they can live safely. But the only problem, again, is the people who are so negative keep teaching their young people, their young children to hate. And that's exactly what's going on. Is it ever going to end? I don't know. And all I would like to see is the hate factor come out of life and everyone try to live together and live harmoniously together and and respect each other. And it's sickening to understand how people can actually believe in something where they're willing to take their lives and blow themselves up to go to Never Never Land, wherever they're supposed to go and I just can't comprehend you have women women terrorists attack women with bombs on them suicide bombers that have children and they blow themselves up but well who's gonna watch your children who's gonna take you and it's just so crazy when you try to look into a person's mind what would cause someone to want to kill themselves and kill innocent people you're not going to a police station a military barracks or whatever you're going on a bus where people are going to work and these are innocent people just being blown up like that and i think that your movie shows this indiscriminate way that they were killing people and I all I got to tell people is this is probably one of the most important movies that I've seen in a long time bringing into the reality of what was going on and is still going on and who knows what the next surge of violence is going to occur and it's it's something that I, I tell everybody that's listening here you've got to watch this movie. It's called The Engineer. You're going to hear a lot of publicity about it. I'm just very honored that, uh, Danny, you took this time out to come on my show. We got about 40,000 listeners, and my 40,000 listeners, tell your friends, this is the movie you want to see, whether you're Jewish or non-Jewish. It's all about society and how terrorism and violence just become so out of control where people willing to die for some sort of a silly reason as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I appreciate it. But, you know, it's it's really about, it's an action flick, a manhunt. And the subject is a little tough because this is a true story. This is an ongoing thing. It's an important movie just for the fact that it's very difficult to understand what people go through when you're not living it yourself. We decided to concentrate on the manhunt manhunt itself, not really go into details on the everyday life, but obviously that is impacted with some children on the bus, on the families that are are impacted by it. You did it um, remarkable. You know who's going to, our friend Marty Scorsese, when he sees this, is going to go, holy crap. Boy, Danny A, really, this 
blew you out. But before we go, you got to just give us a little overview of the next one you got coming, because the next one you got coming is another one that is going to be a blown off the off the charts. Just give us a, a little synopsis of. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so right before I shot the engineer. I shot a movie called The Gemini Lounge, like Bo was saying, and Bo happens to be in it. He's got a bigger, he's one of the leads. He plays the captain. And this is a true story about a lounge bar in Brooklyn on Flatlands that was owned by a guy by the name of Roy DeMeo. Roy DeMeo was one of the most notorious, if not the most notorious, killer. For now, the now wait, wait one know. second. Wait one second, Danny. I was a homicide detective in Brooklyn. I knew of what was going on. We knew what was going on. And John Gotti, who I grew up with, the father, had even, I saw him like an off shot. I was having dinner. And I said, what's up with this DeMeo? He goes, this is one crazy crew. And even he thought they were nuts and keep going because this is going to be another blockbuster that's coming out right after it. But go ahead. Yes. So. We concentrate on the Gemini Lounge, and we tell the story. It's a true story. This is about Roy DeMeo and his crew. Like you said, he had the Gemini twins with him. He had a little crew that they were responsible for, some people say, over 150 murders. Mm. Um, but not only murders, they had an apartment attached to the bar where they would December the bodies. They would cut them up. Mm. And, you know, Roy believed in no body, no crime. And we followed the story through the eyes of this detective, Bobby, who was played by Emil Hirsch again, who infiltrates the crew and goes in and basically gives us a glimpse of what happened, all historical stories of how it all went down. We got a great cast, Lucy Hale. We got Ashley Green. We got Robert Davi again, Bo Dito, like I said, Kyle Stefanski. Hold on, um, hold on. Sid, what about Sid? Sid Rosenberg is in it. He <laughs> plays Dracula. Unbelievable. Jeremy Luke. You got Greg Finley. Yeah. You got George. I mean, the list goes on. But this is, look, this is a special movie. This is really, really something. I'm, I'm proud of all my movies, and I'm really looking forward to everyone's reaction. But I really am excited about the Gemini Lounge. I think this is something really special. It's kind of a Goodfellas meets, you know, Donnie Brasco. It's really exciting. I'm really, really excited well, about it. That should probably be summertime. Well, and anybody that wants to go on to your websites or find more about the movies about you, where can they go to look you up there, uh, Danny? On my Instagram. That's where most of my information is. Danny A27 is the Instagram. Danny A27. And, you know, I post about the movies. I post behind the scenes stuff. I keep people updated when the movie will be released. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a very exciting 2023. Well, you know what, Danny? Danny, first of all, I know it's early in the morning and you're very kind to come onto the show. But let me tell you something. It's been wonderful that you've taken me for a, a bit of a ride with you. And I'm very honored. And after what I saw the other night, and I didn't see the final version of the Gemini Lounge, but I heard that is even better. But the, I don't know how you say that. It's like saying which kid you love more. You have two sons. How can you say which one you love more? But you are extremely, extremely talented. You're not just someone that makes movies. You're someone that makes real 
fine, great storyline movies, and you can make a movie. And one of the movies that you made was about Mobtown, and another one, another important subject, and another one that you made about the basketball player. Anything that you take on, you're quite an artist. And I, I'll tell all my listeners, you beware. Danny A will be around in the movie business as one of the best that they've ever had, Danny. And I really want to thank you so much for coming on our podcast. And love you, man. Let's have some dinner up in Rayos whenever you come into town, okay? I appreciate you, Bo. It was nice talking to you. I woke up at 7.30 just to be on this show (laughs) because I respect you. And and I love working with you, and we got a lot of more things to do. Very good. Thank you, Danny, and God bless you. And, hey, congratulations. Soon to be Papa, and give your wife a big kiss. He happens to be married to one of the most beautiful but and sharp and smart ladies, and she actually got into the movie. And you'll see that, <laughs> too. Okay, Danny, thank you very, very Thanks, much. Bo. Have I a love great you. day. Thank bye, you, guys. Bye-bye.